Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Why, hello, 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 Internet. And welcome to Gaming Gumbo, Ready Check Radio's weekly gaming wrap-up. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for a show. Finally, we've had a couple weeks off while I was doing the stage show. All went well. That show is over. And now, here we go. We are back on Saturdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you can join us live, we'd love to have you chat standing by with us with their opinions, I am sure. If you're watching on YouTube or readycheckradio.com, head on over to that website, and in the in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see all the socials. If you want to take this show and all of our other shows, including The Relic Grind, on the go, we've got you covered on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, all of that. So make sure wherever you're watching us, if you could, take a moment right now before we get started. Click like, click subscribe, throw a comment in there, feed the algorithm, and if you like what we do here, most importantly, tell a friend. Best way to support us, it's easy, fast, and it just so happens to be free. We're going to wrap up uh, this week in gaming, but we're going to have a big topic from the last couple of weeks, kind of like the biggest in the news in the MMO slash gaming world in the last couple of weeks. We'll get everybody's opinion on it, since we don't have its own show anymore, but... We do have one of its hosts. Joining me today to talk games, Mr. Troy Blackburn, the noob fridge himself. What's up, sir? Uh, it's been a while since I've talked to World of Warcraft. It's going to be interesting to dive into that and talk about an expansion. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. We shall see how it goes. We shall see. Also on the line, former host of Snowbound, still on hiatus because Blizzard can't stop touching employees, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, sir? Hello. How you be, how you be. Happy birthday. <laughs> my birthday. It's not my birthday. This is the worst meme in the world. Oh. I just got to make sure you're covered. Make sure you're covered. Yeah, we, yeah thank you. Thank you. Let me get you in there. Get you in there. Uh, before we actually get started with news news, and we do, we are going to talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight expansion uh, obviously, you'll see in our B-roll footage that we are keeping track of the Pens and uh, Rangers right now, battling it out in the NHL playoffs in Game 3. Game 1 went to triple overtime, and then Game 2, they just trounced the hell out of the Pens. So, tied 1-1, one to -one, and of course, we're hoping for my my Penguins to to pull that out. But before we get started, we do have some housekeeping to do, gentlemen. We have some housekeeping to do. A few shows ago, I know it seems like a long time ago, uh, we... Oh, is that the thing? Oh, thank you. Um, happy birthday, Dom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> chat throwing up the happy birthday, Dom uh, files. That's awesome. Uh, a few weeks ago, Troy, uh, before Jason had left, the three of us were doing a show and we talked about the Video Game Hall of Fame nominees for the year we all made our predictions now typically they admit every year like three four or five titles so we we said at the time hey let's limit it to about four guesses out of i think there were 12 nominees and uh so jason winter and i we you know know how to follow directions so we stuck to four 
Uh, <laughs> Troy, on the other hand, decided to give five nominees. Now, an interesting thing happened. The nominees were selected. Four games made it. And a really, really interesting thing happened mathematically. I nailed three out of four. Jason Winter nailed three out of four. Troy nailed four out of four, but in five guesses. Yeah. He <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> gets broke even. So, well, Jason and I were kind of discussing it, and Jason was like, well, I guess, you know, technically then you say Troy wins because he missed only one, but we missed two. I, as a calc major, kind of gave the other side of that and said, well, you know, but if you do it that way, though, you're actually counting a single mistake twice, once for picking the wrong game and once for not picking the other game that was the right game. You're, you're making mm-hmm. two mistakes there. I said, here's what's probably the fairest thing to do. Troy, you chose five games. Uh, let me get this. Let me get this right, because I, I don't have the the chart up in front. of I was gonna me. say you're gonna you're gonna tell me yeah. again which ones I chose. <laughs> All right, hold on. My cameras might go silly here for a second while I open up this image from uh, from Jason, so that I have it in front of me. Okay, cool. I got it now. Um, you chose danced in no particular order. I think he just has mm. these. Yeah, it just looks like alphabetical order. Uh, Dance Dance Revolution, Ocarina of Time. Ms. Pac-Man, Resident Evil, and Sid Meier's Civilization. Now, I'm not going to review Jason and my R picks yet because that might influence what I'm about yeah, to, could, what I'm about to make happen. Yes. Yeah. Here's what we need you to do. We need you to axe one of your choices. Now, you could be axing somebody that did get admitted or you could be axing the single lone title that you picked that did not get admitted. What's on the line? If you make the right selection here, Troy, you go four out of four and you win. If you make the wrong choice, you, Jason, and I are tied at three out of four. So out of those four games that you chose, Dance Dance Revolution, The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time, Ms. Pac-Man, Resident Evil, and Sid Meier's Civilization, one of those games has to go. So that you are only choosing four, just like Jason and I. Who would you like to eliminate from your guesses? So, and and to be perfectly clear, I have no idea who made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I specifically uh, told Troy yesterday. Yeah, you're right. I, I specifically told Troy yesterday, do not look at any of this when you see the show notes. Uh, in fact, I'm not going to put links in the show notes because I want to make this as fair as possible. No peeking. Not nope. nearly as fun if I know. Like yeah, that takes right. away the fun of it. So I've got dance yeah, dance Troy's revolution. Like, oh look, I'm four out of four. I did it. <laughs> Danced at DDR, Ocarina, Ms. Pac-Man, Ms. Resident Pac-Man. Evil, and Civ. Yeah, I know which one I would. Yes, yesterday during the show, um, Tara suggested to me Dance Dance Revolution, and initially that sounded like a good one to me. But that's such a huge. That game is such just such a huge just as a lifestyle for some folks. Yeah, there were some recommendations going in the Always Online podcast chat. If you want to catch that live over at MMO Bomb, you know, something that actually pays the bills, head on over to MMOBomb.com. The Always Online podcast gets put up every Friday, but we do that show live too, twitch.tv slash MMO Bomb. Those are wondering, I'm just looking down at my fingers to help me keep up with what I'm, what I'm like, thinking. I've I got picked I picked five. <laughs> I've been five. I gotta, I gotta take one. Like <laughs> That lays four. Um, 
Oh, now chat trying to help you along here too. See, yeah, I'm trying not to look at chat either because somebody might know. I am going to drop Resident Evil and that hurts my soul because mm. I think that may be the wrong one. Wow. Uh, my, part of my brain is telling me Miss Pac-Man didn't make it. But I think I'm going to drop Resident Evil. I'm going to drop Resident Evil. I'm going to drop Resident Evil. Don't second guess yourself. I mean, I got, I got a Regis Philbin it, right? You're dropping yeah. Resident Evil. Dropping Resident is, Evil. Is that your final, final answer? answer? <laughs> you want to phone a friend? I, I don't know either. You can phone me. I don't know any of these answers. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. Chat, Look, Martha. I man, think Martha. Chat thinks you're making the wrong call here. I don't know. Oh, man. Part of me thinks I am too. Part of me is the same way about Miss Pac-Man. That was just a sequel. It was a big deal, though. It was a huge deal. But it was a sequel. It was a sequel. And then there's the original Resident Evil, which, I mean, we all... All three of us uh, eventually. It's, I, it's no, it's no surprise to tell you this. This won't influence anything. All three of us did pick Resident Evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help me at all. Um, <laughs> I'm going Resident Evil. Final answer. Don't second guess yourself. Never second guess yourself. Always go with your gut. Final answer. Dropping Resident Evil. So that Final means out. you are leaving Dance Dance Revolution, Zelda: The Ocarina of Time, Ms. Pac-Man. And Sid Meier's Civilization. Troy Blackburn, Newbridge. You dropped the correct title. Resident Evil serious? did not make it. Ms. Pac-Man did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If you had dropped Ms. Pac-Man, you would have Dude. been tied with Jason and I. Although Jason and I had chosen chosen a different title. Ms. Pac-Man, if you go back to that show, was the one that both of us were like, if I selected five, that would probably mm -hmm. be five. It is so iconic, but yeah. Ms. Pac-Man, Civ, DDR, and Ocarina of Time. So, Troy, you officially win. You nailed four out of four. Jason and I right behind you with three out of four, so damn good year. Much better than year one for all of us on that front. Can we talk, to, talk about how surprised I am that Resident Evil's not I was, I was stunned. I was stunned. I'm very surprised. Yeah, as well. I was stunned. It'll get. I in personally, I know how in. big it is. I personally would have taken Civ out, but oh no! I know it's a huge game. I know. No, it's I think huge. me and Jason both were convinced Civ. Yeah. Civ didn't make it. This thing didn't deserve to exist anymore. Yeah, like yep. you said, I know it's a huge game, but uh, like when I think of some of those other icons, like yeah, games I think like I think that, Civ not, is probably the last one I would have booted. Yeah, and there were and there, everything before. Sale. Yeah, and there were like there were like two or three gimmies, like words with friends. We were like, yeah, mega huge, lots of players, definitely an influence, but doesn't have like some of the other criteria, like pop culture and stuff like that that they look for for that. So we, but then some of them like Resident Evil, you're like, that has to go in, right? I, that has to be in the Hall <laughs> of Fame, like the. Just, it has to. I'm sure it'll get there. I'm sure it'll get there. It just didn't yeah, get there. Say, did, just because it didn't make it this year doesn't yeah. mean it's not going. Just because it didn't get there in ballot one doesn't mean it isn't going. All right. The Rangers have tied the game already, so it's one to one. Uh, Jeez, yeah. This is some fast scoring for a hockey game. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so let's talk World of Warcraft. I know this wasn't exactly this last week, but we are learning more information as we go. We did know ahead of time that the expansion was most likely going to be called Dragonflight because Blizzard can't keep a secret uh, uh, in addition to other things they can't do very well and uh, accidentally spilled the name in their own damn files. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And if you think back to when Shadowlands was coming out, uh, all that stuff got leaked because the, Bri the BlizzCon press packet got leaked 
early. Uh, so yeah, none of these are ever really a secret. But we knew Dragonflight, and right off the bat, if you are a World of Warcraft fan, or even just were at one time, the Dragonflight obviously holds a lot of panache with that group, right? I mean, the Dragonflight has been a part of the game since uh, Vanilla, while maybe not super involved. They were always part of the lore. You had the World Dragons very, very early in World of Warcraft's creation. They got some starring roles uh, as we went from Burning Crusade into Wrath of the Lich King, particularly with Wrath. We saw a lot of them. Onyxia, obviously part of Vanilla. So, like, the Dragonflight is a big deal. It is just a big deal in World of Warcraft lore. So that on its surface probably makes quite a few longtime fans or maybe even lapsed fans pretty happy. But I think it's important to look at the reveal of this expansion and see if, Dom, uh, are they correcting enough? Because let's be honest, while you and I raided in Shadowlands, we enjoyed the raids. I've always enjoyed World of Warcraft raids, some more than others, but I've always enjoyed them. Mm -hmm. Narratively, Shadowlands was a mess. I mean, it was just an absolute cluster in a lot of respects, uh, narratively. Cognitively, it also kind of didn't make sense. We had questions from the original trailer, right? Like when we first saw it spoiled or revealed, we were like, well, wait a minute. How does Sylvanas just go ahead and rip the helm of domination? Wait, how, wait, what? Uh, uh, and while they did attempt to answer some of those questions on where other powers came from, and it just, it felt disjointed. When you look at it systems-wise, it, I think disjointed is, is being generous. Uh, a lot of people did not like the Covenant system. A lot of people did not like the Renown system leveling through the Covenants and things being time-gated. The Legendary system not being... Borrowed power. The Borrowed power system, which has been, you know, basically since BFA, uh, we've had borrowed power systems that just go away at the end of expansions. The mission table, the the way reputation works, if it's even in the expansion, right? Because the covenants and renown kind of took the place of reputation in in Shadowlands. When Ian and team took to the table to reveal Dragonflight, it's hard to say Ian looked humble because he always looks like a robot that just put a face <laughs> on and and had to go do an interview. But there were some humbling statements. You know, yes. we've heard you on this. We've heard you on Borrowed Power. We've heard you that maybe this was a bit too esoteric and not Azeroth high fantasy. You know, we've heard some of these things. We're getting uh, a new race and a new class. Uh, in fact, it's a new hero class like the Death Knight and Monks before it. So you will be a demon, direct, hunter. A demon hunter too. Yeah, our favorite, our personal favorite out of them. Um, mm -hmm. We've got the Drakthir Evoker, which is a ranged damage dealer, also can be a healer, uh, and it's kind of a humanoid dragon. We've And those are limited, right? You cannot be an Evoker with anybody else. There are going to be some opening up of race class combinations. They're going to yep. they're adding eight, but they're not, you know, Evoker and Drakthir are going to be tied together. Torin rogues. Yeah. That's all Torin I have to say. Rogues. Torin rogues. Sneaky fucking cows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, for the most part, I'm okay with letting letting whoever, whatever you want to play as, be whatever class you want to be. But a Torin rogue, come on. How stealthy can that big bastard actually be? It's Clomp. a sneaky cow. Clomp. It's a sneaky Clomp. cow. Clomp. Clomp. You can, Stab. You, you can, <laughs> 
Two to one pens. Nice. You can't see them, but you can hear them. <laughs> you can, yeah. If you focus closely, you know where that Torin Rogue is. Uh, Priest and Mage uh, being opened up across some other uh, races as well. We're getting flight, but uh, think Guild Wars 2, Dragonflight, and, well, not even think, just imagine exactly that, uh, and we'll be getting a, a similar thing where you everybody has dragons and you can use height to your advantage to fly, so not just hit spacebar and fly. Dragon. Yeah, it's very how to train. Guild Wars 2. I mean, Blizz, love them, love them or leave them, right? They're, they're very good at, hey, other games have this. This works good. Let's do this. Uh, so here we go with that. Uh, and before we get into like more and more of what the expansion is going to entail, I, I want your take on it because I have a I have a take on this that I want to get your opinion on. But let's let's see what you guys think first. We'll go with Dom. We've spent a lot of time in Shadowlands. Maybe not as much recently as we did at the beginning into the middle section of Shadowlands's patch cycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, two patch cycle. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> What did you think? Was it was it enough for you? Was it what you were looking for? Does it intrigue you? Do you think Blizzard can find its way? Are we reclimbing into what is the beloved era of World of Warcraft and maybe recapturing some of that? I mean, they're redoing I mean, the UI the, and all that stuff too, so there is a modern the, splash thrown on top. We are getting the beloved era of World of Warcraft back. Yes, uh, Wrath of Lich King Wrath, is yeah, coming exactly. to Classic yes, later this go. year. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there's that. But um, I don't it, It's hard. Like, the game's over 15 years old at this point, right? Yeah. Any game that is this old, it's going to have a fall off. Like, there's there's no, no doubt. There's no way around it. No doubt. And they uh, didn't to, do themselves to, any favors as far as fall off either. Yeah. And, and to try to come back and, like, recapture it. Sure, maybe like some long overdue changes like the UI, like the UI changes, they look fantastic to me. I'm not gonna lie. It looks like a lot of what I do with add-ons. So you can um, keep the classic UI if you're one of those babies too. Yeah. Though. Like you like the classic baby look, go for it. You're fine. You still can keep that. Yeah, but I mean this the the dragon flights, that's cool and all. There's only one dragon flight I actually care about, and that's the the uh chromatic or the timeless, uh the the <laughs> the bronze dragon flight. Um you know, the, the, that's the only, or the infinite dragon flight because they're the corrupt version. Those are the only ones I care about. So that's the only story I want to see more of uh, in this expansion. I care less about the other. Yeah, no Malagos fight. fight, please. No. Yeah, I don't want. I don't, I don't want any more. I don't of that. want a Malagos fight. But in terms of like the class, it just looks like a reskinned demon hunter to me. Um, I'm not super impressed by it. Um, I think the the uh, appearance, the cosmetic of the class, looks absolutely fantastic. I think there's a lot of. Uh, cool stuff that they're doing with customization that is long overdue that many other games have had already and, and Warcraft is just catching up on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, actually I'm, like it more on yeah. the dragon mount that everybody will have too because yeah. that is full. It's not just here, have a dragon because you bought the collector set. It is literally like how to train your dragon and make it look however you want. And they said like, what, a two million customization yeah. options, something like that. I mean, I'm probably gonna play it. The, like, let's be real. I'm probably gonna play it more. It's it's more likely that I'm gonna play it than I'm not gonna play it. Um, but even I feel like I'm like getting close to the end of my my time in WoW. Like, I don't know how much more I can. I no can borrowed play. power. Yeah, I mean, that's always exciting. That's always no exciting. borrowed power. 
They're doing a whole talent revamp instead, Troy, going back to the talent trees of old from when you used to play World of Warcraft. Get it's a level, more like a Diablo. Yeah, talent. get a level, spend a point type deal. And I thought what was interesting was Ian actually looked at World of Warcraft, or when he was talking about it, said that the team looked at World of Warcraft Classic. And they watched how players who didn't play back in those days, who were engaging with World of Warcraft Classic, they watched how much they enjoyed messing with the talent trees and getting those points per level and kind of looked and said, you know, maybe we got lost a little bit and kind of missed the mark getting away from those smaller customization points along the way. And it's rewarding, even though individually those points, you know, one point doesn't mean a whole lot. It still feels good to get that when you level up. It still feels good to get that sense of progression and you stick it and you look at your little tree and you get to play with your tree for a minute and decide where you want to spend that point. Or do you want to wipe the whole thing now that you've got so many points and spend them in a whole different way? Um, at the end of the day, when you raid, yeah, you're going to cookie cutter that thing. But when you're out playing in the world and leveling up especially, it's fun to play with that tree and get those points as you level up. And it's a rewarding system that they've just been without. It's it's felt bare bones when you level up in World of Warcraft recently because you don't really get a whole lot, uh, except for every four, five, six levels maybe you might get a little something something to spend on. Other than that, levels mean almost every time you level up means almost absolutely nothing except, oh, okay, well, now my experience bar is empty. Got to fill it back up. Yeah, I will tell you one of the things that I actually really liked uh, and I, I obviously I know they can't do it in World of Warcraft because of balance issues and things like that. But if, if you guys have ever spent time on the Ascension server, <laughs> that's a freaking no. blast, man. <laughs> it is an absolute blast. Just, hey, here are all the talents. What do you mm. want to do? What do you want to do? And I'm like, well, let's try a rogue fire mage. Why not? Let's let's see if, if this. <laughs> oh god! Like, I, Wait, when you mean all the talents? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the classes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. If you go onto the ascension server, you just. I mean, it's illegal, but they've yeah, been around I mean, for years like, and years. It's like and years. original Guild Wars type stuff. Been yeah, multi class like that. It's it's so much fun. Like you just mess around. You're just like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna be a fire mage that can go stealth at some point. It's like, oh well, you know what? I would really like to have a taunt. Ah, uh, sure, let's give myself a taunt. Uh, just spend spend the points any way you want. Uh, it's it's actually a lot of fun. And hybrid classing is some one of my favorite things when an MMO does it right when an MMO does tank. yeah when an MMO starts doing those hybrid classes really well or allowing you to spec into a support role something that a lot of MMOs don't even know what the hell that yeah. is like yeah. uh, and a lot of MMO players don't you know haven't been playing the the older games long enough to know what a support class legitimately is when you look back at like EverQuest and EQ2 and and, and go back even further than that you see actual support classes Anyway, I think that's all great because the development of borrowed power shit is so uh, in-depth that that is a lot of time, money, and resources that immediately disappear when the expansion ends. Yeah. That immediately it's gone. Like when we had and, the and you rip away the class identity from the player every yeah. expansion. Like yeah. Yeah. instead of getting more you and feel weaker. You, you feel you weaker. Are, yeah, they're, they're taking it away and then just replacing it with something else that you're not familiar with. Oh, and my, my other concern is we're going another 10 levels here and we're dealing with this level bloating again that's going to happen. And sure, it's not a problem right now, but, you know, three, four expansions from now, we're going to run into the same situation. 
where it's like, okay, what do we we have to shrink the the level again? Like we have to condense everything down again. I, I wish they could come up with a system because we I understand the need to level. I get it. Like it's a core part of of an MMO and all that stuff. But is there a way to like leave your levels to the expansion? Like, oh, I made it to level sixty in vanilla. I made it to level sixty in Wrath of the Lich King. But you know, now I'm level sixty in the new expansion. Like, put the levels like lock them in and like do cool stuff like that contains within the expansion. So you still have to level, but I don't know if any of your levels don't matter. I don't know if if you've ever, if either of you have ever played a little game that I mean, maybe a lot of you don't know about it. It's called Diablo Three. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. And 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 Paragon leveling and Mm -hmm. the way that's you know that's almost a horizontal progression. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, where it's like, hey, a character's level cap is 60. Yeah. Their paragon level might be 500 or 975 or 23 or whatever, and maybe that does open up different stats and things for open-world PvE and, and unranked PvP and stuff. But when we go into the level, the, the new expansions raid, you are at 50, baby. And and here you go. Here's what these abilities do. I, there are ways to do that. And maybe, uh, you know, obviously that's you don't want to straight one for one it that way. It's got to be a little more the destiny. Yeah, the destiny way of leveling. If you if you look at mm-hmm. destiny Two and the way that works with its leveling. I think um, Elder Scrolls Online does a pretty good job with a system like that too, because yeah. even when they have to revamp, even when they have to revamp that part, they're not messing with your core character when they do that. They're just right. sort of the the after effects of your your horizontal progression. You're talking about the champion points after you yeah, reach level fifty. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that's capped at what eight ten, I think. Like you can earn twelve hundred, fifteen hundred champion points, you know, but you can only place. I at the I, I, they did a revamp not too long ago so don't quote me on this prior to the revamp it was like 810 and you could spend them on Mm. these like incremental things right where you get half Mm. a percent increase here and half a percent increase there and modify your character a little bit i always like those things where there is always a you know what i might be a level cap i might have been a level cap for the last two years but my character's still progressing and it's not just because i got a better chess piece you know i always i like games that do that type of stuff yeah, it makes you feel more like your character itself is learning new skills out in the world yeah. instead of, oh, chess piece make me strong. Yeah. <laughs> now, Elder Scrolls, if I could just have cross-progression. I don't even need cross-play. Just give me cross-progression, please. I think if you had like a separate progression system per expansion, that would give people incentive to go back and experience those expansions like in their entirety. Right, but then like don't. But then don't you have the. But don't you have the same? Yeah, Guild Wars Two caps at eighty through its expansions. Yeah, but then don't you have the same problem? Then Havoc, it's just not a. Or a I saw Havoc in chat. Uh, <laughs> Dom, don't you have the same problem then? If there's a skill set or a set of things that you can only use for that expansion, isn't it borrowed power again without actually being a heart of Azeroth or a, a legendary weapon or or whatever? I mean, sure. If, like, if that expansion had borrowed power, but like, if they're shifting away, like, it would exist for like what, you know, two, two expansions. You know, like BFA and and Shadowlands. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Like, it, it it would just be contained into the the confines of that expansion. I think it's fine. Here's my takeaway, and there's a lot more that we that was revealed. I don't want to make this whole show about World of Warcraft, though. Um, we can bring it back as we learn more. I'm sure we'll we'll bring updates. We got Wrath of the Lich King coming to Classic later this year. We've got presumably Dragonflight coming sometime in 2023. They haven't given that date, but I would expect sometime in 2023. Uh, 
I think the reveal and all of the details we know so far, some of which we have not covered, I think they do go a fair way to trying to reclaim some of the us's, right? The the Doms, the me, the even the Troys. The the hey, give us give us a shot. I know it's been a while, but but come on back, give us a shot. We're gonna hit a lore piece that you've known about if since you've played vanilla. We're gonna hit a lore piece that you're gonna be interested in. We're learning some from mistakes. Uh, is it going to draw anybody new into it? Probably not. No. You know, if, if you haven't played WoW by this point, Dragonflight ain't going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. But it, is it a, a mea culpa, maybe, uh, for, for some of the stuff gone wrong in the last few? It could be. That's the way they delivered it. That's the way I think they want it perceived. But there is just such a huge trust issue right now, Troy, with Blizzard... Uh, and and not just like le- the legality stuff, you know, the harassment stuff, the unionization stuff. Like set all that aside. I'm not even talking about that. That just compounds this problem. Yeah, but when yeah, you look at the, the last game itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just such a trust factor missing from Blizz on I mean, product, let alone you, treatment of employees. Even look at the split community for Overwatch too. Like how yeah. split that is. You know, like right down the middle. You have half the the people saying, "Oh, it's just it's the same thing over and over again," and then. Yeah, I fall into the the camp of it actually feels a little refreshing because you know I I have had a chance to play it and I I do enjoy what they've done. I, I think dropping it down to five players makes the fight seem uh, more epic and and makes one v ones a little more important and things like that. And you know I, I do like that side of of what's coming with with Overwatch too. But what a lot of people don't realize or remember is. All these changes that are happening in Overwatch 2 are also coming to Overwatch 1. Overwatch 2, unless they've changed something since they first announced it, which we haven't heard about, uh, so I'm, I'm still under this assumption, all the stuff that you see in this PvP uh, beta is all going into Overwatch 1 as well. The new game modes, the new characters, the new maps, the new uh, character updates. It's all the PvE stuff. That's what's new. That's what's coming. That's what I'm excited for. Troy, obviously Dom and I are, you know, uh, provided that Blizzard starts showing me a little improvement between now and when Dragonflight comes out, because I'm still not in a frame of mind where I want to give them any money. Um, But let's say things are better to the point next year where I feel comfortable giving them money for Dragonflight. You know, Dom and I are definitely, without those types of situations going on, we're, we're purchasers. We're subbers for a month or two, at minimum, uh, while we work our way through stuff. For somebody like you, though, that has played World of Warcraft in the past, did enjoy certain aspects of it, liked it for the time, you know, made a lot of friends there that you still have to this day, but have stepped away from multiple expansions now. And again, setting aside the the Blizzard harassment stuff, that's kind of got to be its own separate bucket. I want this just looking at the game itself. Did this reveal so far show you your type of player anything that makes you go all right i'm not a buyer yet but i'm a watcher i'm a watcher and maybe i'll be a buyer i I was going to use the analogy i I am well aware that they are fishing for me they've they've put their line (laughs) in the water they're looking for me they're looking for the me's of the world um i I see your bait i know it's there i'm not biting it right now but I am aware that you are looking for me. So I'll just leave it at that for now. It's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to watch because it's very easy to come out and say, 
we've done this and this and it didn't work. We hear you. We hear you. You we hear you. But if I look back, yeah, I see three expansions on my shelf back there where they heard, they heard, they heard, and they still mm-hmm. did, they still did, they still did. <laughs> so we'll see. It'll be interesting to watch. Let us know what you think of Dragonflight's reveal in the comments below. Gentlemen, let's slide over now and take a look at the video games coming out. It's that time again, beginning of the month. Let's look at what's coming out in May and see if there's anything you are interested in. Uh, I will go first, and obviously we're not going to give like the full list or anything. You can't separate their actions from their game. Havoc, I-, I don't expect you to either. I'm not. That's why I said, hey, if I set that aside and I'm I'm feeling comfortable giving them money, I will buy. If that stuff is not resolved, then it's an it's an you know uh, yeah. it's a no go from for, yeah, for somebody like Dom and I. It's just a given. But as far as forming the opinion, I just wanted that set to the side for a second on the reveal. But you're absolutely right. I'm not I'm not a buyer right now because I have no confidence that they're not touching their employees. <clears throat> I mean, in fact. They voted for the uh, over 98% of the shareholders voted for the Microsoft buyout, but it seems like Wall Street might be a little bullish on this one, seeing maybe some writing on the wall that the FTC won't be all that compatible with this deal. Uh, Now, by the way, New York is also suing Activision and specifically going after Bobby Kotick, Kotick, the dick, whatever you want, um, because they don't think he's in a position to have made this deal, and they want to know what other deals were on the table because there's some concern that maybe he just got while the getting was good so he could get the hell out as fast as possible. Uh, And then there are reports uh, CWA is filing suit again against Activision Blizzard because apparently they have information from Slack channels showing management uh, threatening employees for talking about this, you know, uh, the harassment stuff, the unionization stuff uh, in Slack channels and, and, threatening them to tell them not to do it. So yes, absolutely. None of that. I'm not a buyer right now because I can't separate those actions. Uh, You're absolutely right. All right. I'm going to tell you something I already bought that came out in May. And that is, (laughs) that is uh, Rift Tracks, the game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you don't know what it is, imagine Mystery Sides Theater 3K, um, except you write the funny quips to the wacky, uh, video clips, wacky movie clips. And if you think about Jackbox, the party pack games where you play on your phone by entering a code, it works exactly like that. Uh, if anybody else buys that, let me know. Uh, we will definitely stream that shit. <laughs> we will <laughs> definitely do a community stream of of that stuff. I love party games like that. I'm looking forward to Evil Dead the game on May 13th. De- I'm a huge uh, Bruce Campbell fan, huge Evil Dead fan. Uh, so even though it's an asymmetric PvP game, I really, really liked um, Friday the 13th before it kind of ended up getting stabbed because of the, the movie lawsuits that were going on. So I can't wait for that. Uh, I am interested in... What was it? The I'm trying to go down the list here. Uh, I'm interested... I thought that was a May release. Is The Quarry not a May release? Or am I just missing it, gents? Uh, I don't see it. Oh, no, the Quarry's a June release. I apologize. The Quarry is a June release. I am also interested in this. Oh, yeah, buddy. Boom! Mario Strikers! Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
I love all the Mario sports games. Uh, yeah, we've obviously seen Splatoon, but I don't think that's till September. Is Mike B doing a Rift Tracks game on Monday? Uh, I would play. I would totally play. I would absolutely play. I love that. Love party games like that. But I can't wait for Super Mario Strikers as well. There's a lot coming out this month. I would encourage you to check lists because there are a lot of things that are very smaller down the list that you might enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those I think are the the two or three that I'm really looking forward to. What what do you got, Dom? Um, you're gonna think I'm joking, uh, but uh, I'm actually interested in a, one on this list uh, called Moolander. Uh, coming out May 27th. Uh, it's a Metroidvania. I love Metroidvania. So do I. So uh, I, I have you, my it's, eye it's on called it. Moolander. Are you a Taran rogue? No, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. No, you're like a spaceship and you're fighting cows. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It looks interesting. Troy? I, I love me some Metroidvanias. Uh, the Sniper Elite games always catch my interest. I enjoy those quite a bit. So Sniper Elite 5 is on that list. Uh, but the one for me that really has my attention that actually came out on the 5th, I believe, so two days ago, uh, but I haven't had a chance to get a hold of it yet, is uh, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate. Uh, Demon Hunters uh, looks a lot of fun. It's a tactical turn-based strategy game. Um, I've had it on my wish list for a while now. I just need some time to be able to jump in and play. The current reviews look like it could probably use a little bit of optimization, so maybe I'll wait for like the next, pat next patch or something, but here in the next few weeks, I'll be playing that for sure. Yeah, it's getting like all kinds of fours out of fives, though, and, and mostly the you know when they say something bad about it, it is just basic performance issues which yeah, yeah, yeah. basically are... it needs a patch yeah is, is what it sounds like to me going in so uh once that patch hits i think uh, it's gonna come to daddy uh some other bigger ones for you out there end zone a world apart distant places dlc gloomhaven has a dlc coming out this month as well sniper elite 5 so i never like was one of those video game violence causes like people to be violent people um, until the day I saw my my middle son years ago playing a sniper elite, it was like I, I so I movies and games. I do this thing where I go to eBay and I like buy a mystery box where it's like mm -hmm. we're gonna send you ninety six titles. Here's a list of the titles, and we're just gonna grab ninety six. So I know like it's a loot box, but I know what what the things could be in it. So. And they're never really valued. It's not like I'm trying to get a rare thing out of these things. It's just, okay, here's 100 titles we had laying around. I do those things all the time, like get 196 DVD horror movies. And like some of them are like things I obviously already have. I, oh, here's my 18th copy of Aliens. But uh, <laughs> then there's like hair extensions. And you're like, well, this can't be. Oh, my God, it is a horror movie. It is a horror <laughs> movie called Hair Extensions. Check it out. But so I do that with games as well. And so we ended up with a Sniper Elite 3 or 2 or something like that. And then at the time, Torchwick is 12. He's like, I shot this guy in the nuts. And I'm like, okay, all right, we're done. We're done. <laughs> time to shut off Sniper Elite. Because it was giving him bonus points for nut shots and headshots. <laughs> We're done. Oh, it's got the uh, it's got that gory cam too. Oh yeah. Uh, when you when it you does like a shot, the X ray. Like the X -ray. Yeah. yeah. I also just noticed another one on this list, uh, Cow the Kangaroo. I remember that on Sega Dreamcast. I think you uh, just have a cow fetish. No, K-A-O, cow. Oh, not, not, oh, not, oh, yeah. oh, oh. 
Uh, Cow the Kangaroo is a, a Sega Dreamcast game, and it's I think this is a remake of it. Um, but yeah. <sighs> All right, let's finish up with some miscellaneous news. Outriders still hasn't made any money, and normally this would be a, a Relic Grind Square Enix thing, but uh, yeah, I wanted to bring it here because we're not going to have a show until Thursday. Uh, Outriders still hasn't made a profit. And we did talk about this on the Relic Grind many, many months ago where Outriders has not, the, the team of People Can Fly have not received any royalties because as their contract stipulates, they don't get royalties until Square Enix makes back its production cost, marketing budget, all that fun stuff. And they hadn't had any royalties like three months after launch. They still have not been paid any royalties uh, from Outriders. And by the way, Outriders World Slayer uh, the next adventure in that sequence uh, in that game is coming out soon. How? I don't know. Like, I, I'm honestly flabbergasted at this point. Like, Square Enix came out and was like, you know, we are surprised by its success and and how many players, and we speculated that Xbox Game Pass may have actually hurt this title instead of helping it because it was a day one on the console Xbox Game Pass. Uh, and so, yeah, they had a ton of players, but not a lot of buyers, apparently, or not enough buyers. So from their financial uh, outlook, they said in their financial report from uh, April, since the game was completed and placed on the market, which happened on April 1st, 2021, so a little over a year now, the company has been entitled to royalties payable of specific proceeds as defined in the agreement from its sales ensure that the publisher recovers a predetermined level of costs incurred in connection with the development, promotion, and distribution of the game. The level of royalties depends on the amount of specific proceeds from the game's sales. The group received no royalties from the publisher for the period to December 31st, 2021, which means that as that reporting date, net proceeds from the sale of Outriders were insufficient to recover the costs and expenses incurred by the publisher to develop, distribute, and promote the title. This was confirmed by the royalty statement for the fourth quarter of 2021 received by the group from the publisher. There can be no assurance that net proceeds from the sale of Outriders in future periods will be sufficient for the publisher to recover the costs incurred and to pay royalties for the group, a.k.a. we may never make money on mm. Outriders. That's weird to me, Troy. That is very weird to me. Well, that answers the question we were debating uh, last show is uh, whether or not that's a good thing that day one accessibility on the Game Pass for everybody. Now, there's probably larger games who get a larger check up front for that kind of thing. But uh, I guess the answer is no, that day one uh, having your game available on Game Pass is not a good thing, uh, especially if you're a smaller developer. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't exactly call this small. It was People Can Fly. It was a partnership with Square Enix. Like, Yeah, I get it, but <laughs> obviously that check that they got cut uh, to be on that Game Pass. Uh, now, obviously, uh, you know, they had that thing happen where they weren't supposed to initially launch, but it got delayed, so it kind of wound up being the, the day one of the Game Pass. But uh, it did not work out for them. I guess, like I said, the, the, the question's answered. It's not been good. Yeah, but I see. But, I also tend to look at this though, Zista. Like uh, Square Enix just sold off all of its Western studios, and, and we talked about that on Relic Grind this past Thursday. You can check out that show yeah. on ReadyCheckRadio.com uh, or on YouTube. Uh, and so they are now exclusively in Japan, uh, as far as development houses. They still have Square Enix North America and things like that, but they don't have Crystal Dynamics and you know Tomb Raider and 
Legacy of Kane, and they sold that all to the Embracer Group for three hundred million last week. So they got rid of all. Are they? Goblin says that sounds like cooking the books, and and I don't want to like put anything nefarious on Square, but Square has this reputation of Western developed titles that sell one million copies or one point five million copies, then coming out and saying that game underperformed. But is is Square like outside of? Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, do they actually put out anything good? <laughs> Jason saying that 65% positive on Steam, but let's blame Game Pass. I'm not blaming Game Pass for, for this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not blaming Game Pass for this one. I don't yeah. think it helped them uh, when they apparently needed sales as part of their contract to make money. Uh, people can fly. You know, Square probably got the check from Xbox, right? From Microsoft. Uh, but if they were going to say, um, wait, I, I really don't think we should make this free on one console when our royalties depend on Square making a certain amount of money before we ever see any money. I, I don't, I don't want to make this free. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Don't make it free. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it certainly didn't help. But, no, I wouldn't blame Game Pass for the death of this one. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't intend to blame Game Pass either. It's just that 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 would have been a much better situation for them had them been able to at least try to sell some copies before you could just download and play it for free. But I don't I don't know overall that the game was going to be big enough. I don't, didn't hear enough hype and positive vibe about it to make me think that it was going to be something. You know what's ironic? You know what's ironic? It, it's one of those games. It's a looter shooter. I actually quite enjoyed it. I will purchase World Slayer, but, but it's one of the, it's a looter shooter that you can be done with. If that makes sense, hmm. it's it's which is, a, probably, which is probably not good for that. Yeah, it's <laughs> that they genre. they specifically like did not want it to be a live service and things yeah. like that. But it is built like a looter shooter live service game that isn't a live service. You can finish it. You can be done with it. And yes, you can take on more extreme challenged versions of stuff. But why? Like it, it, unless you are just like gunning for super challenging versions of that, you know, go play Mario Strikers when it comes out. Like there's just so much else to play. I was wondering why you switched to that scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, waiting for that segue. Waiting for that segue. It's like I've done this before. Hey, have you guys ever seen this game? This is. Uh, yeah. I'm not even going to tell you what this is. Chat, t- tell me if you know what this is. Give them a second. That is, you got You might have to go back for this one. 2016, 2016. Just seeing a lot of WTFs right now. This is uh, from E3 2016. It's no coincidence that the audio is not playing. Yeah, I can't play the audio. <laughs> I can't play the. It would a if you know it would give it to you, and two uh, get copyright copyrighted into oblivion on youtube really quickly heavenly very, flying very simulator uh you're Your close guest. you're close <laughs> total war oh, god, god. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a video game uh that was being built and debuted uh, shown off at e3 2016 by one kanye west I'm going to let that sink in for a second. 
He's a creative genius. It was called Only One. So now you know why I can't play the track that, is, or I can't play the audio in the video because his song Only One is is playing there. And it was a tribute to his mother uh, celebrating her journey to heaven. To his music. To his music. Okay. Yay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Yay. It's just yay now. You mean Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So first off, let me just get out of the way that if you want to make an ode to your mother who has passed or a family, fine. Go for it. If you want to do that in the form of a video game, yeah, okay, fine. I might think it's a little weird, but you know what? It's your mom, not mine. You got the money. Do what you want, you know? Praise your mother. That's fine. I got no problem. Tomorrow's Mother's Day. Don't forget. Praise your mother. What makes this a little weird, I guess I should say a little weirder, (laughs) is we just found out this past week that not only was this actually in production and may still be, we just haven't heard anything about it, but Dom, this game was actually pitched by Kanye to somebody else who did not take him up on it, and thus Kanye, I'm sorry, Ye, is has been doing this with his own money and his own teams, if they're still doing it. Um... Our viewers may know who it was pitched to. Mm-hmm. Someone I, I have a lot of respect for. I know you and, do. That's why I went to even you. more. That's, that's why I went to you. <laughs> probably even more respect for now. Go ahead. I'll let you. I'll let you divulge. Oh, I get to review. Yeah, go for uh, it. Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> that's right. He went up to Mario's dad. <laughs> Said he wanted to make a game. This is coming. Okay, so this is like informal, also translated. Miyamoto was very excited when he talked about this from Rich Stanton reporting on uh, PC Gamer. Uh, actually, this the story was told to a, a former IGN employee, Zachary Ryan, uh, who was at an E3 event and was talking to Shigeru Miyamoto and uh, started talking to somebody else after the interview was done about Kanye West. And when Miyamoto heard that, he like jumped out of his chair and yelled, Kanye! (laughs) And started like really quickly telling a story. And Miyamoto's translator like went nuts, like trying (laughs) trying to catch up because he just like jumped out of his seat. So excited to tell this story. So the story goes like this, and again, this is through a translator, a very excited Miyamoto, a retelling of a story from six, seven years ago. So, you know, some minor details may not be accurate. You know, it's Shigeru Miyamoto's memory, basically. Miyamoto went on to say that Kanye showed him the prototype for a video game. In it, you played as Kanye's late mother flying to heaven, set to a soundtrack conducted by Kanye himself. He was shaking his head as he described it. Not like he thought it was a bad game, but more so in the way that he just sort of couldn't believe that Kanye was pitching him a video game. (laughs) Miyamoto described incredulously and in great detail what the game looked like and how it played. I was laughing because I sort of couldn't believe it either. At the end of the story, he nodded and said it was very interesting. There was a long pause, and then he added, it was very moving. 
Then he laughed really hard and said, Kanye West wanted to make a game with Nintendo. And then in English just said, wow, and gave two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of this story is the way that this meeting sort of happened. It's like the most Kanye thing ever, right? Like he's at this E3 and totally unannounced. He just walks up to the Nintendo booth and says, I want a meeting with Miyamoto. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Miyamoto. Who he gets did. away with that besides Kanye West, yeah. who apparently got his meeting, by the way. Yeah, got his meeting. <laughs> Absolutely. Miyamoto, I'm going to let you finish, but I want to make the best game of all time. <laughs> hey, any of you wrestling fans, are you still Dom? I know you used to be into wrestling quite a bit, but now are you just I, more like the WrestleMania watcher and then that's it? I'm the, I'm the WrestleMania watcher now, yeah. Do you, you AEW at all? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, when some friends put it on, I'll watch. Uh, that's apparently becoming events. a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Yeah, I like, uh, I like uh, what's his name? Uh, Orange Cassidy. He's my he's my favorite over on AEW. Wait a minute. He's the guy, he's like super lazy. And he like barely wants to like wrestle. He's got his hands in his pockets half the time. It's a great gimmick. I love it. Filming a promo for an episode of the uh, Steve Austin, uh, the Broken Skull Show. Steve Austin was interviewing the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Why am I bringing this up here, Troy? Well, in the rapid fire interview that they used for the commercial, Austin asks Rhodes which Zelda game is the best. And now the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes loves Zelda, right? Like he's got a Triforce tattoo and like some of his entrance stuff and costuming stuff used to have like Triforces on it and all kinds of stuff. So you, and he's like a documented huge Zelda fan. He immediately blurted out Ocarina of Time, hands down, is what he said. Ocarina of Time, hands down. Which a lot of people would say. The video game Hall of Fame did too. Link to the past. Now, sorry. Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, shoots back and says, no, dude, Breath of the Wild. I didn't see that coming when no. when Stone Cold fires back. Cody told him that, that was a Breath of the Wild was a bold choice. So Steve Austin thinks, Troy, that Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda. Uh, I would never have pegged Stone Cold Steve Austin as a Zelda fan no matter how many times I thought about it. But I think we all have to just accept that now that Breath of the Wild is the, the best Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 Troy? Because that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. That's right, baby. Breath <laughs> of the Wild is the best. What? What? It's the best. Stone Cold said so. Oh, that was a long way to go. <laughs> You've waited this entire show just to do that. Oh, man. <laughs> I love in the article, though. It says, no, dude, Breath of the Wild. What? He knows about Zelda. What? He's talking about Link. What? The boy with the elf, the elf boy with the sword. What? <laughs> oh. uh, but there you go. There you go. I disagree. Link to the past. Sorry. I, oh, I, I think his choice suggests that that's the only one he's probably played. Because he probably has a switch to kill time on the road. Maybe. Maybe on the dusty road. He still still (laughs) travels a lot. Did you hear me? I said on the dusty road. Get it? Oh, my God. Cody Rose. Dusty Rose. Oh, man. Uh, Just throwing out there, I'm about 90% sure today is uh, Owen Hart's. Would have been Owen Hart's birthday. Oh, is it really? 
I believe so, yes. So, hold on. Let's see if you're right. It is! Yeah. May 7th, 19th. You and Owen Hart share the same birthday. Uh, it's not my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, and I'm just going to let Kanye's ode to his mom roll here. Oh, I did want to ask you guys when we talked about Square Enix, by the way. Do you think Marvel Avengers is officially dead now? Because in an interview with the Embracer group, they were specifically asked, like, what happens to the Marvel games? Uh, and the Embracer group said, hey, anything we want to do in the future, we got to get Disney's approval. And that was kind of like, well, duh. Yeah, we, we knew that. Yeah, yeah. We mean Marvel's Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, the stuff Square Enix and has, uh, Western developers have been doing. Uh, and they apparently said that those still require Disney's approval too. Mm -hmm. Like they technically own the games, but they still need some final approvals from Disney. Like, do you think they, that Disney just uses this as the opportunity to say experiment over? Uh, I think they want some more money. I, you know, I don't think Disney would be, you know, opposed to getting, squeezing a little more money, uh, be getting double the money out of this, right? Well, not maybe double, but cashing in on some money that they've already made off the same thing. They're probably not going to ask for the the same upfront price, but to continue it, they 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 were they're going to want some more money. Yeah, but the embracer uh, group, may... the, the embracer group would be dumb to pay. Like you, because now they can see the financials. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to say I hope not because I still want to play Avengers with uh with Burn. I still haven't cut the cable. I still I still have my cable at home. Like. Is Avengers dead now, Troy? Does because I kind of look at this as Disney going, all right, now sunken cost fallacy. We're done. We're done. I don't think Disney's going to kill it. I think uh, Embracer might kill it just because they don't want to pay licensing fees anymore. Uh, but I think the the main reason it dies is because it's just irrelevant and nobody cares anymore. Uh, they've already ruined uh, the reputation of the game for most people. Uh, there's just not enough folks out there who trust it enough to try to give it another shot. Before we head on over to our uh, games of the week, Dom, you've got a little something you want people to know about on the old Xbox Live. What's going on? I mean, we just we've been talking about Game Pass and stuff like that, and uh, and uh, yesterday the uh, the cloud servers went down for uh, Xbox Game Pass, and a lot of people found you know all all these games that they they love and and they want to play through Game Pass, even if they were already downloaded. They can't play them when the service is unavailable. And that uh, that always bothers me. It always just does not sit right with me. That's why I prefer to buy physical games. I'm just a physical baby anyway. Like I yeah. want, I want the box. I want the packaging. I want. I don't know. Yeah, and I believe me and you both bought the disc-based PS5s. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we got our ice cream sandwiches over there. Our reverse ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mine's on the floor right next to me. <laughs> Let's head over and do Games of the Week. <laughs> Tell you what, the Game of the Week might be right now. Four to one, Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> and I'm going to finish up this show and go watch it. No Torchwick stream after the show today. He's had a very busy week and then had prom last night. Like he and I had him moving a refrigerator over my grandmother's with or his grandmother's, my mom's with me today. So he's bushed. He's he's gonna take the night off. So no stream after the show today. I'll get this uploaded and posted to YouTube tomorrow because I'm gonna go watch the damn game. Uh but 
This is the way we end every episode. Jason Winter streaming after the show. We'll raid Jason Winter's channel then. Um, this is the portion, the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo. It's where the three of us give you a game that we recommend you should check out. Could be something we're playing now, played in the past, haven't played, but think you should. Could be a video game, board game, card game, tabletop game. I know Troy loves recommending TCGs. He loves those card games. Loves those card mm, games. Mm -hmm. Loves those. If card you games. believe that, you have never seen an episode of this <laughs> show before. <laughs> I'm gonna go first and give you because I've already talked about it. Rift tracks the game, absolutely tremendous. I love the Jackbox Party Pack games. I love Mystery Science Theater 3K. This is just both of those slammed into one. And if you've got a crew of some funny people, some good friends that uh, don't mind maybe getting a little raunchy sometimes with the humor. You can have a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking to do a little uh, community stream here on Ready Check Radio with a few of us playing this game. I know, Dom, I know you're in. Troy, I would assume you're in too, right? Play that damn thing, right? Yeah, we're going to get in on that a little bit. All right, all right. <laughs> and it's very cheap too. It's very cheap over on Steam too if you want to pick up a copy of it. So that is my recommendation. Yeah, Tark will be here at midnight uh, doing some more Stranger of Paradise, midnight Eastern for his stream. Go ahead, Troy. Uh, going board games again this week. I'm going with Champions of Midgard from Gray Fox Games. Worker placement is by far my favorite genre of board games. So you worker placement to gain resources, and then you go out and adventure into the world and kill monsters to gain victory points. It's a lot of fun. It's an adventure and a worker placement all in a box. Champions of Midgard. Highly recommend it. Off to you, Mr. Dom. Uh, speaking of physical copies of games, had to uh, grab this one. I've heard many good things about it. I have not tried it yet, but I've heard nothing but amazing, great things about it. And that would be the Lego Star Wars game for PS5. So I'm going to be streaming this coming up soon. Heard nothing but good things about that. Nice, yes. nice. So three recommendations. Who gave the best one? And then, of course, while you're in the comments, feed that algorithm. Let us know how you feel about Dragonflight or some of the other topics. Or if, you know, you ever bumped into Shigeru Miyamoto and, uh, you know, pitched him a game. Let us, game. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. I'll let be sure to know. do that if I ever meet him. Yeah, let us know in the comments below. And, of course, head on over to readycheckradio.com. For more, uh, Yod is back. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to be back on next week or if he'll be back on the week after. But we're we're all set. We can start our rotation. So I don't know. It'll be probably the three of us next week. We'll give Yod a week or so to settle now that he's finished up some family stuff and is back home. Uh, and then we'll kind of start cycling so that Troy and Zista can get a Saturday off here and there. They don't have to be on every single week. I appreciate you helping me cover while Yod was taking care of some stuff, gents. And looking forward to many, many more shows together. Until next time, Zista, Adam, Zista, Dom, 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 Dom. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me, I believe it's right here, down below at Zista on tw uh, Twitter. You nailed it. You were, your finger was right yeah. above it. Look at that. Look at that. Troy. You can find me uh, tweeting happy birthday to Dom at Noob Fridge on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R A I D E O, and you'll know every time we go live with a show or a volunteer streamer. Until next time, stay safe. See you on the servers. Oh,